Good evening, everybody. This is Jeff J. Brown in beautiful Shenzhen, China, and we are advancing two days from now will be October 1st, and the big, the big celebration in China will be the National Day, the Day of Liberation that happened in, on October 1st, 1949. It's a big holiday here. Uh, the only one that's bigger is Chinese New Year. We got off an entire week for Chinese National Day. That is how important this day is in the minds and spirits of the uh, Chinese people. Uh, this, art, this article has Boku uh, hyperlinks. If you can, if you can uh, get uh, the uh, article and read it uh, while um, uh, I uh, read it while I uh, read it out loud. It would really behoove you to do so. There's also a, uh, a bunch of notes at the end uh, for uh, additional um, uh, reading and uh, appreciation for how important this day is. The title of this podcast article is China's Communist Liberation on October 1st, 1949 Changed the World Forever. And there's a picture of Mao Zedong uh, giving uh, that uh, a famous speech on that day. Uh, pictured above, the speech that changed the world forever, Mao Zedong's proclamation of liberation on October 1st, 1949. Bordering countries such as Afghanistan, Myanmar, Korea, Vietnam, Laos, and nearby Cambodia have suffered the most horrific imperial consequences of being China's neighbor including war and genocide at the hands of Urangloland, which of course includes uh, NATO, Australia, and New Zealand, all to try to contain new China and bring down its communist government. Here is the actual article. On October 1, 1949, Chairman Mao Zedong stood on the dais of Tiananmen Gate and read out loud the following statement, live to hundreds of thousands of fellow citizens on the square below and to many millions more by radio. And I'm only going to read out the bold text that's in the article because that is what is germane to um, the subject. Proclamation of the Central People's Government of the PRC, October 1st, 1949. The people throughout China have been plunged into bitter suffering and tribulations since the Chiang Kai-shek Kuomintang reactionary government, the KMT, betrayed the fatherland, colluded with imperialists, and launched the counter-revolutionary war. Fortunately, our People's Liberation Army, backed by the whole nation, has been fighting heroically and selflessly to defend the territorial sovereignty of our homeland, to protect the people's lives and property, to relieve the people of their sufferings, and to struggle for their rights, and it eventually wiped out the reactionary troops and overthrew the reactionary rule of the national gov nationalist government. And then at the, at the, at the end of this proclamation... At the same time, the Central People's Government Council decided to declare to the governments of all other countries that this government is the sole legal government representing all the people of the People's Republic of China. This government is willing to establish diplomatic relations with any foreign government that is willing to observe the principles of equality, mutual benefit, and mutual respect of territorial integrity and sovereignty. 
End of proclamation. The problem was and is that Urangloland, which is identified as the imperialists in the first paragraph above, never has and never will accept China's economic and political independence from Western financial and military suzerainty. There are very few countries in the world that do not have American and or NATO soldiers occupying them, and China is one of them. All of China's FIRE, F-I-R-E, the abbreviation stands for Finance, Insurance, Real Estate, sectors are people-owned, as are the vast majority of the 100 top industrial sectors from aerospace to zirconium mines, all people-owned. Every square centimeter of this country is people-owned. There is no private real estate, only private property. Thus, when China kicked out all the Western opium dealers, banks, and other capitalist institutions after 1949, the were common refrain in Urangloland was that it had, quote, lost, end of quote, China to communism. You can't believe you lost something if you don't think you owned it and it belonged to you in the first place. That's how imperialists think. They've got reptile brains. And it wasn't a little Cuba or Vietnam. China was 25% of the world's people at the time, and its land area is as big as the United States' and Canada's. Urangloland went into a fever pitch of hysteria, genocide, and crimes against humanity in Korea in the 1950s and Southeast Asia in the 1950s to 1970s, destroying Korea, Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia, along with massacring over 10 million innocents to try to contain and hopefully overthrow the Communist Party of China. The Pentagon Papers clearly spell out that the West's bloodthirsty inhumanity in Korea and Southeast Asia was all about containing China. Thus, Mao's speech on this day representing the liberation of one-fourth of the world's people from Western tyranny and exploitation ranks as one of the most important speeches and events of the 20th century. Sadly, this pathological drive to destroy the CPC and the Chinese's socialist way of life has not abated one bit. One only has to look at the headlines today about Korea, the South China Sea, Afghanistan, and Myanmar, not to mention Russia, all countries which border China, how much China's communist victory celebration every October 1st is so critical to understanding our world and how it works. Then at the end of this uh, uh, article are a series of notes, and each one has a hyperlink. Note number one, while in Chinese you can watch Mao's famous liberation speech here with his nasal Hunan accent. Note number two, if you read Chinese, here is the speech in Mandarin. Note number three, this video gives background to that famous day in 1949. It is in Mandarin, and the visuals give a good feel for the event from the viewpoint of the Chinese people. Note number four, there is a lot of speculation whether Mao said to start the October 1st, 1949 speech, the Chinese people have stood up. This after 110 years of humiliation and colonial exploitation at the hands of Urangloland and Japan. 
He had used it as the title of another speech on September 1st, 19 days before, thus causing the confusion. The date doesn't matter. The fact is that it was true and the world changed forever as a result. Sorry, Western Empire. The Chinese people are still standing up and defiant of you, proud and independent. Note number five. This is an excellent article about China's National Day through the eyes of revolutionary posters. My last book, China is Communist, Damn It, Dawn of the Red Dynasty, has an eye-catching review of revolutionary art art in China. And final note number six, for more background on what Mao Zedong means to the world, past, present, and future, here is a recent article written on the anniversary of his death. That is the end of this uh, podcast and article installment on China Rising Radio Sinoland. We are, my wife and I are going to go to uh, Yuenan, uh, to the uh, west of here, down on the Laotian and uh, uh, Myanmar border, the border with Burma, in an area called Xishuang uh, Bana. Spend the whole week there, nine, ten days. It's going to be wonderful. I'll be back. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.